I, I live in the home that my father built. And, uh, and Hillcrest has been home for me <laughs> over, over the years. And I, um, yes, and, it, and it, it is still home for me. Alyssa Lucas, and I am a student and budding historian at Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi. In this episode of South Texas Stories, I'll be sharing about a neighborhood that many in Corpus have seemed to have forgotten about, but holds endless significance. Hillcrest is a neighborhood in Corpus Christi's north side. For many residents of this neighborhood, like Mr. Henry Williams, Hillcrest is still home. Mr. Williams is the president of Hillcrest Residential Association, who has been an advocate for this neighborhood the last few decades. This area's history, along with his story, have become very important to me because through working with the community, I have learned just how much fight goes into protecting a neighborhood that's in the midst of environmental injustice. This type of injustice is when low-income or minority neighborhoods are unfairly exposed to hazardous plants, refineries, or chemicals. The Hillcrest neighborhood of Corvus Christi has been plagued with these injustices for over a century, from segregation to isolation from the rest of the city, to being surrounded by refineries to the point where they're creeping into their backyards, The list goes on and on. Hillcrest residents are now forced to fight against the pressures the city puts on them to move and hold on to faith that they will be heard that they simply don't want to go. They no longer want to be the ones to sacrifice for industry. They don't want to be forced to move without being given proper compensation. What they want is to remain in their community, their neighborhood, their home. Meet Mr. Williams, a godly African-American man who has called Hillcrest home for as long as he can remember. He is an elder at Corpus Christi Christian Fellowship Church, and his faith is incredibly important to him. His roots here go deep, since many generations of his family have lived here before. I am a third-generation Corpus Christian. My grandfather lived in Corpus Christi. My father was also born in Corpus Christi. He taught at Solomon Cole School. For a number of years, then he went to medical school. Well, he attended college at Tougaloo College in Mississippi. Then he came back to Corpus Christi and taught at Solomon Coles uh, High School for 11 years. Then he decided to go into medical school. And he went into medical school at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. He returned to Corpus Christi as a physician. At that point, he built a, a home in the Hillcrest neighborhood. And at that time, I think I was, I was about 12 years old. That was when my life in the Hillcrest neighborhood began. With such a long history in Corpus Christi, Mr. Williams is familiar with dealing with the city and asking them not to be negligent of their neighborhood. We dealt with uh, city government also. We needed the city of Corpus Christi to be responsive to the needs of the people of the neighborhood. And some of the problems that we dealt with were the closing of Crosley Elementary School, vacant properties that were left unkept or trashed, grass and weeds uncut, allowing transients to live in abandoned buildings, inadequate police patrol, inadequate street lighting, inadequate care of the historic cemeteries in the neighborhood. To understand Hillcrest Rocky relationship with the city, it's important to understand the history of the neighborhood. Hillcrest has been facing instance after instance of environmental injustice, dating back almost a hundred years. 
Before 1914, when the city of Corpus Christi got incinerator, the area used to be a landfill. It wasn't until the 1950s that Corpus Christi made it one of the only places African Americans were allowed to live because of discrimination and segregation. The housing built here was specifically labeled for African Americans. In the process of building the specific housing, budget cuts were continuously made. Contractors opted for cheaper solutions, such as removing doors from cabinets and using cheaper materials for the walls that weren't as durable. The neighborhood is also isolated. In Alan Lessoff's book, Where Texas Meets the Sea, he explains how Interstate 37 consequently separated African Americans from the rest of Corpus's population. Nowadays, there are countless refineries surrounding the neighborhood threatening the health of those who live there. However, one of the most major changes that caused residents to move was the building of the Harbor Bridge. When the new Harbor Bridge was first being planned, residents of Hillcrest filed a Title VI complaint against it. The Title VI emerged as part of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. This Civil Rights Act was created in an effort to ban discrimination based on race or sex. In this complaint, residents cited that one of the main reasons that they didn't want the roadway was because it would act as a new barrier between Washington Coles and Hillcrest. The Title VI also cites how they believed that there were less discriminatory alternatives on where the bridge could be placed. As a result of the Title VI, Hillcrest signed on to a four-party agreement with TxDOT in which residents were given the chance to move through the Volunteer Relocation Acquisition Program. However, some residents didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, and I did not feel that I had anything to gain from, you know, the Volunteer Relocation Program, and I stayed away from it. Some who took part in the relocation program were satisfied. This allowed people to sell houses that they couldn't repair or pay off their debts. However, it also hurt some who took part in it. They were relocated to neighborhoods where the property taxes were too high and they couldn't afford to live where they were sent. Those who chose not to take part in the Volunteer Relocation Acquisition Program were also hurt since they were left to deal with the remnants of the port's actions. Mr. Williams notes the state of the vacant land once the port had acquired it. But we have, we have more vacant land now than we had at that time. And that is also something that we are, that we're dealing with because we want the port to to keep up, to keep clean the properties that they have received, and also the, the city of Corpus Christi to continue to maintain the properties in the neighborhood. While the construction on the New Harbor Bridge began in the summer of 2016 and was originally planned to be completed in 2020, the bridge is yet to be finished. The date has gone pushed time and time again with no clear definitive answer on when the bridge will be completed. In the meantime, the members of Hillcrest are left living in the midst of construction and blocked off roads, only leaving them one way out of the neighborhood. Instead of relying on the government to take accountability to fix up the neighborhood, they decided to take matters into their own hands, which is one of the reasons why the Hillcrest Residents Association was formed. This organization was involved with several of the Title Sixes that were filed, as well as the four-party agreement. Each of these meetings begins and ends with a prayer, where in the middle they discuss the steps that need to be taken to continue to support the neighborhood. As president of this association, Mr. Williams discusses how they are able to do so with the help of their 501c3 recognition. During the, the early years of the 501c3, we went to one of the refineries and they contributed to us in assisting with home repairs. And they can do that tax-exempt because we have the 501c3 recognition. And as president of the Hillcrest Residents Association, 
it's it's just important that I, I stay abreast of the needs and, uh, and, and initiate that which is helpful. Mr. Williams lists a couple different ways that the Neighborhood Association has helped those within the community. And here recently, there was a lady who had a, uh, who had a problem with air conditioning in the home. <laughs> and we, we took our 501c3, the organizational um, instruments, to um, Home Depot and to, uh, and to Lowe's. They donated to us the needed materials so that we could assist this lady with her air conditioning. While their efforts as an organization have been successful in helping residents of their community, they have a much bigger upcoming battle to fight, the battle against the Inner Harbor desalinization plant. While a desalinization plant may seem innocent because they're known for removing salt from water, they can be very loud and can produce an unpleasant smell. They can also cause environmental damage to their surroundings. Scientists who study Texas bays and estuaries recently published a report that this desalinization plant may lead to brine concentrate in the surrounding ecosystem, along with more carbon dioxide being emitted into the air. Christie City Hall, students and other concerned citizens gather and protest against environmental injustice as well as the recently proposed desalinization plant which is planned to be placed in the Hillcrest neighborhoods. Members of the community are standing against this by filing a Title VI complaint on the grounds of racial discrimination. This is their third Title VI complaint in 15 years and residents are actively fighting it and doing as much as they can to prevent it from being built. We believe that it would be damaging both to the neighborhood and that it would be damaging also to our local waterways, and that it would be a that it could possibly contaminate the bay. We are standing against that, and we we are organizing with those who stand in agreement the fact that. The Inner Harbor desalination plant is a potential contaminant to the Bay, and organizations who agree with this position, we, we're standing together in doing so, and we're seeking to, to organize and to, to deal with, with that area as effectively as we can. His and others' worries are legitimate. However, in order to stop the building of the Inner Harbor desalinization plant, they're going to have to prove the complaints made on their Title VI. Like a majority of citizens in Corpus Christi, they have a vision for the city and want what's best for it, and part of that is protecting the waters that make Corpus Christi so special. Prayerful, and we're desiring success for our neighborhood, and we also are desiring for Corpus Christi to live up to the, to the meaning of its name the body of Christ. And one, one of the names of, of our city has been the sparkling city by the sea. And we, we don't want to see that sparkle dimmed. While Hillcrest has been fighting for environmental justice for a long time, they still have a long way to go. 
However, many of the residents who live there are resilient and not giving up anytime soon. After all, who wouldn't fight to save their home? This has been Alyssa Lucas for South Texas Stories. Thank you for listening.